0: Get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So an inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency that we just talked about times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. This episode is brought to you by Clavio. It is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it, I use Klaviyo in my e-commerce store and stores I advise for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as In, Bonobos and Chobis use Klaviyo. Here's why. Klaviyo has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Klaviyo's pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Klaviyo also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Klaviyo's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So, as you continue to scale up your store, Klaviyo will help automate a lot more sales. Try Klaviyo today on klaviyo.com spelled k l a v i y o.com. Hi guys, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, the podcast geared to driving growth both for businesses, fast growth businesses in the mid-tier of e-commerce. On today's show, I have a very, very interesting individual. He's a web manager. He's been executing digital for a predominantly offline business. Um, so they are Scandinavian minimalist group of companies, which we'll explain, you know, shortly and what. They've been doing since 1964, I believe, since the 60s. Don't quote me on the numbers. Yep. They've been selling furniture offline through um, a, a number of stores across the United States of America. And um, come February of 2017, they launched online. And now, um, according to what, you know, um, Julia, whos who, who I'm going to be introducing, um, said online is going to be the number if, if every single if, if online were a store, you know, online would be the number one store across the board. So basically digital is killing retail. Let's let's face it. But it's a very interesting story because they are uniquely blending digital with offline and making sure it's more or less an Omni channel experience. And you know, making digital very incentivized for salespeople in the local stores. I'm not going to reveal too much, but without further ado, I would like to welcome Giulio Gignotti, G- Gianotti to the show. Welcome, G- G- welcome, welcome, Giulio. Thank you're you
1: so much. Setting. Thanks for having me. Excited to uh, be here and chat with you. Fantastic. Uh, so you'll tell you a little, a little more about where we're up
0: to. Fantastic. So you're the web. Genius, the web guru out there at Scandis, I believe. But um, before we start, could you please just give a brief introduction about yourself, about the company, you know, the unique. I haven't done it enough justice. I haven't done you enough justice. So if you could take a minute, two or maybe even three to just um, introduce yourself and the company.
1: Absolutely. Uh, So excited to kind of share a little bit about us and, and myself here for you. Uh, I came on board in the company February this year, and my background is in graphic design and web. Uh, I've worked with company. I've done a lot of freelance in the past, and I've, I've helped a lot of startup companies. Uh, and I've I've done a lot of work in Shopify. Uh, and prior to Shopify, I've used other platforms such as uh, Drupal, Joomla, uh, Joomla and uh, WordPress. So um, came on board in Shopify, and I've been in Shopify ever since. And uh, the exciting thing is that um, I, with my, my experience in graphic design and e-commerce, I got this position here, which was a unique situation. This company, Scandinavian Designs, has been in business since 1963, and uh, we have 32 stores. Uh, we've had an uh, online presence, but never e-commerce. So I was challenged to come on board and help assemble this team where it will be the e-commerce presence for the company. And uh, there was a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, fear of uh, is the online gonna cannibalize the business for, for, for retail? Uh, and so in a sense, you know, everybody was freaking out. I mean, is this is this gonna work? Is this gonna, you know, make it or break us? Uh, but uh, the, the business nowadays has changed. You know, the customer is different. Uh, digital, it, it, it really has evolved to a point that if you're not doing digital, um, you know, you're gonna get crushed. You know, we see Amazons of the world and everybody else, and I think that's that's the future. So yeah. so the company here uh, has been 1963, traditional retailer selling furniture. O- under um, what brand? Under what I'm brand sorry.
0: name? Under, under what brand name in, since uh, 1963?
1: Two, two brands. Two brands. Uh, Scandinavian brand. Designs is the original brand. Uh, uh, The company founder came from Norway and founded the company here in California, Mm -hmm. and so it's a family business that's been in business for for many, many years, Uh, and uh, then they expanded under a name of Dania Furniture on the Northwest. How do you spell it? uh, Dania, D-A-N-I-A. Okay, Dania. Dania. Okay. And yeah, so mainly Dania, it's located in Seattle, uh, uh, and uh, there's yeah, so Seattle area. There's a few stores there, okay. and uh, yeah, and when Chicago has one as well. Okay.
0: And then Scandis was kind of like your pure play, retail, you know, um, well, yeah. entra to to the world of digital.
1: Yeah. So let me tell you what happened there. So once we started here and we took a look at analytics of uh, the existing sites, which is the two existing brands, we saw that once we just turned that on, it, it was going to be high volume orders because the sites has been established uh, and uh, for many years. So the domains have a lot of authority. Were they transactional sites? Sure. It wasn't transactional. But yeah. so we did analysis in terms of uh, a projection of conversion uh, with a you know a very low conversion uh, and taking consideration the traffic of the sites. So we knew that once we turned it on, it was going to be we're going to be getting a lot of transactions right off the bat. So we knew that uh, we were not prepared for that. You know, because we launched here at Scandas with virtually three uh, employees for the e-commerce team. Yep. And, uh, you know, there was a VP of e-commerce, myself. I came aboard as a web producer. And then uh, we had a web merchandiser. Uh, so the, the three of us uh, uh, launched Scandis and we were uh, uh, leveraging resources from uh, the, the existing retail business, which we have, you know, our director, some marketing okay. folks and, and, and so on. So we were, in, in a sense... Uh, 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 launching a launch a business a sub brand uh, out of you know totally new and that uh, the goal was to test our capabilities can we because because before the company did not ship across country we only shipped locally to store locations so we uh, uh, we didn't know if we put something on a truck here in California Petaluma if it was going to get to New Still, York in one piece yeah. we had no idea so in, in order to not damage the existing brands We thought it would be safe to uh, uh, create the sub-brand, assort uh, uh, some of the top sellers from the existing brands into this sub-brand, and go from there. And as we feel comfortable, we would uh, uh, get those learnings and transfer those to existing brands. So we have done that. Yeah, we have launched Dania Furniture in July. Okay. And now, yeah, and we're about to launch Scandinavian Designs here over the next couple months. So okay. So very excited about okay. that.
0: Okay, okay. So you started out Scandis, you know, um, early in the year, and then you, that followed with, with Dania, and then now you're, you're going to be moving, you're planning probably after the holiday to to, to move exactly. into Scandinavian Design. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so um, one choice of platform in terms mm-hmm. of like e-commerce platform earlier on in the year, and two speed to market. Yeah. Um, could you break down, you know, um, what the thought process was on, on both, you know, um, both, both angles.
1: Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, when I applied actually for this job, you know, I had a bunch of previous experience. I worked for uh, one of the companies owned by Gap, and I had uh, some strong uh, graphic design background, but some some of the qualifications I had was Shopify, and uh, it happened to be the platform of choice that the company was going for, and I was super happy, uh, because the, I have worked with Shopify, I understand Shopify, and I trust it. This you is know, Shopify or, one, or Shopify Plus? Yes, so they they hop on board Shopify plus, plus due to the fact that we have a high volume uh, traffic on the site. So they so they wanted to go with the Plus.
0: Okay,
1: I've had actually experience with a with a basic and Pro account in the past, uh, and so it was my first time with the Plus. So so so, uh, so 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 how
0: how from from your extent, from your first time experience, how do they differ? It's it's almost like you, you know um, if there were cars, how would one feel? Yeah. Does one feel like a Mercedes and the other like a Volkswagen um, in terms of like the you basic know, and the, the plus?
1: Uh, I was so used to the pro account and, and pro. when I first uh, joined the plus, I, I was a little confused of like what is the difference, you know, what is the level of support and uh, it's not until you actually start looking into all the app options that are exclusive for plus uh, and also Shopify has done a lot of work recently in terms of launching uh, uh uh you know new apps for plus members such as you know launchpad and uh, flow and those apps are, are killer they they really are like you know if you're if you're about to decide if you should go plus or not those apps actually make a difference uh, okay. for any business fantastic we're going to talk about plus and flow yeah. sorry about
0: workflow and um and yeah launchpad and flow we're going to talk about it question um, for our listeners um, at what point do you think from a traffic perspective um, should brands probably on Shopify or whatever platform they, they may be on now they might be on WordPress they might be in Magento at what point of traffic levels do you think um, a switch to plus would make sense from your experience uh, try-
1: uh, traffic in terms of visitors to the site, or, or yeah, because you overall.
0: you did mention that yeah. the volume you guys were yeah. doing, you know, um, warranted the need to 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 choose Plus.
1: Right. I think there's two ways to look at this. Uh, if you're a high volume store, um, you, you need a platform that can support that. I think that, um, and, and also it depends on the kind of business you're doing. Some other platforms that experience downtime and Shopify Plus. Uh really it's a very uh stable platform with very, very little downtime. Uh uh so uh I think that if you especially if you have multi-brand, uh I, I would consider going to plus. Uh if you have specific needs uh in terms of uh your checkout, uh specific scripts that you want to develop, you know, you want to have uh access to those, uh I would highly recommend going to plus. If you have a, a you know in-house developer too that going to launch um, a promotion, it's a, it's a buy more, save more, or, or has a specific need. Uh, you can easily do that with Shopify scripts, which is something that Plus only has. If you have a simple store and you're just getting to the e-commerce kind of uh, market, uh, you would do just fine with the pro account. Uh, if, if you're serious and your business is really taking off, that's when you really need to kind of move on into a bigger player, and plus, I think it's uh, it's, it's up there with everybody else, if, if not the best one in the market, especially with the community and the apps that are available. We, in, now, to be honest with you, we would not be able to scale our business as fast as we, we did if it was not for uh, a platform like Shopify Plus, because with three virtually three employees uh, and uh, you know uh, 1,500 SKUs on the site, there was there's no way to manage all those unless you have some apps that help you some sort of automation and yeah. that's what uh, uh flow and uh, launchpad can provide for your team.
0: Okay. Um let's rewind back to February. Um decision has been made for um for the Scandis brand initially mm-hmm. to to launch. Yeah. Um How long did it take you guys to to go to market? Did you work with any third party web agencies to get you going or was it your team of three that executed it from start to finish?
1: That was uh, our team. We never really worked with an outsourced company for any of these efforts. Uh, Some of the experience that I had from working in startups, you know, I've done a lot of Google Analytics, I've done a lot of social media marketing, uh, so I kind of knew, you know, I've I've, I've actually failed enough times to kind of know where we need to be now, so I, I, uh, one of the things uh, that I'm good at is to working with a very small budget. And you know, any business starting, they 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 don't have a big budget. So uh, uh, I've done a lot of testings uh, to know uh, how to work with a small budget. I almost think it as like you were in a poker tournament and you have a few chips left, and you need to really play well. So that's exactly. the kind of work that I've done here in the beginning. And what we did was that um, this is how we really kind of jump started the business. We had Scandinavian Designs, which was a site that was known and had a lot of traffic. Uh, and uh, we knew that we had a lot of people on those sites, a lot of traffic on those sites from outside the states that we don't have stores, for instance, New York. Uh, so we've never had stores in New York. What we did was we installed a little uh, uh, a geolocation uh, uh, script that if somebody from New York was accessing Scandinavian Designs, they would have a dropdown that says not nearby a store, shop on scandas.com. So we were able to actually send some of that traffic that normally would, awesome. you know, not be able to buy anything into Scandas where they could. So we, we we so that was really really good jump start so that way we start having some sales, you know, based on the existing traffic from the other sites and after that combined with the uh, you know a launch of uh channels like uh house house it's a big channel for us it's a furniture platform that can easily just plug and play into shopify okay. so just having yeah so house it's been something that we plug into shopify without actually any effort whatsoever you just turn it on and and the items populate there
0: right there, like like the facebook yeah. shop with with shopify
1: exactly wow. Exactly. Wow. So now, a uh, 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 house—it's probably a good ten percent of our business, you wow. know. Uh, uh, so, so things like that, you know, easy access, plug and play, and also uh, um, combined with uh, with with the apps that we've installed and the social media work that we've done. Uh, I like to think it's that uh, all these little things add up and you start having orders and you are like where they're coming from and the answer is everywhere you know yeah. because you're doing all these things
0: yeah yeah i i absolutely agree with you absolutely agree. So, so how long was the um was the was development time um from, from did it kick off in february or um did you yeah. start development in february
1: no we kicked off in february so before i arrived they already had done a lot of work on the site so the the, the site was already being worked on uh, when I came on board, you know, it was more about launching it and making it work. Okay. So I, I knew that I need to, I needed to focus on money because, you know, I've, I've, I've been a part of launches before and people put a lot of expectations on, on site launches. And, uh, people, a lot of, a lot of people are in the impression that, uh, if you just turn things on, they will, they will fail. <laughs> they'll call me, Bill, This just, and they'll call <laughs> And, and online, you know, it's, oh, just, it's yeah. done you need in to go and find stuff.
0: you need to find the customers, which exactly. which begs the question: What's been the most effective marketing tactic you've employed um, that has you know given you leverage and you know made digital the four you know of every other single channel in the business? You know, um, come the end of the year.
1: He, you know it's such a combination of things and and the interesting thing is that we are uh, we're doing things differently than the rest of the company because uh, we have all these technologies this new technology uh, the retail has this proprietary platform that was built many years ago and uh, not to discredit the platform I mean it, it was built in you know, a long time ago but now because we have the abilities to plug into new technologies uh, we can test things so much faster uh, let me give you an example of things that has uh, Succeed for us. Uh, I knew that we have uh, we had a little bit of uh, an issue with out-of-stock items, so we um, uh, Ran out too soon of product, you know So people wanted to buy a specific bed for instance and that it, that was like a lot a lot of times was out of stock in stores so I knew that uh we we had people waiting for those, and one of the apps that we found was a back in stock app. So I installed that app in the site, and within like two days, we had like fifty or sixty people sign up for one item. And I I thought it was like insane. so basic, like, such know?
0: such a basic you know you know app to, to you yeah. know in the tech space making such a huge impact you know exactly yeah
1: but if you don't if you don't have uh, something like that you can keep track of yeah. how many people are waiting for something so as soon as install that i i saw that was going to be big because people were signing up and waiting for it and yeah. even if you give uh, a, let's say a five percent conversion on people waiting for things that's a, still that's a revenue conversion yeah on on, the, uh, on 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 a business that has an average uh, store value an uh, average order of like 900 yeah so, so and then once the things kickback in stock everybody gets an email and everybody starts shopping yeah well it's,
0: it's it's amazing the kind of leverage you build with you know building a brand offline in retail having physical retail brands um because even if like you know people don't enter the store that much every time they drive their car past that you know store it's 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 a brand you know it's brand recall It's brand recall. It's brand recall. It's awareness. And And, and, and the moment they kind of think about that sort of product, you know, the the store, you know, in this day and age, they pull out their mobiles and they just want to search. So it's quite interesting. Do you track brand name search? And if you do, have you seen any trends?
1: Uh, uh you know we uh you know just to kind of uh, uh, add a little more to what you're saying i uh, are you sad it's it's very true and i think that this is the feature that we're in here which is uh the business that are going to survive are the business that do this well the online and the in-store so you have to have this omni channel experience talking and, to each uh, other. big big the retailers are closing and we're in a point that you see a lot of these big companies closing uh and i think that's That's it, you know, so the business are going to succeed are the business that can merge that physical presence and online because to the customer, we have our name. So Scandinavian Design is a name, no matter if they go online, if they go in store. So what we're working on is to bridge that experience into the customer goes in store and the customer, if the customer is not ready to shop, the associate can say, you know, feel free to go on our website and go from there. You know, we have the sale ending on the weekend. Yeah, and then you know they let, continue. To experience let, let's there.
0: talk about because prior to this, we, we, we did talk about which I found very clever. Not many people are doing it. The fact that um, your associates um, have a part are affiliates. Yeah. Um, let's yeah. let's break that down to the audience. Um, so, um, how 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 does it work? It's a very clever. You know. Um, yeah. Because a, a a lot of um, you know, retail ground staff see the web as the enemy, subliminally, not necessarily always directly. But the, the you know the web is there to sock sales. But in right. in your case, you've you've you you go for it, please.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, this this was uh, that was a big one. This uh, when I first started uh, in the company here, uh, I start seeing the concern. From the stores and the folks that are on the retail chain okay. the concern of uh how is this going to work is this going to take away from the stores uh, uh they were convinced that it was going to can- cannibalize the business so uh, uh i was uh, uh challenged to find a way of how our associates because we still have a traditional uh system in stores which the associates make commissions uh, and that model might change over time. It, it, it's just because this company has been doing things uh, uh, the same way for forever. So there's still that way of uh, doing business, which is you know you go in store. There is an associate that is experienced in 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 furniture. They help you they make the commission. Yeah,
0: so- I, I think the average order value also begs you know um you know begs that model. Yeah, it it it, it you know you you can get away if if you're selling you know one hundred dollar you know or two hundred dollar. You know, um, stuff. Then you know, you think about commissions, and you're like, hmm, now. Nah. But if it's a thousand, then you could, you know, um, yeah. give them some.
1: But, but here's the thing: we're also in a business where it's very important to see the product in person and talk to an experienced person. person. So uh, online, if there's so much that you can uh, convince a customer to buy that you know, two thousand dollar couch. You know, they can feel it, they can sit on it. So going to store is very valuable for our customer because they experience the product. And uh, the associate, it's very, I mean, this company here, most of the people here have been here for 20 years and, and plus. Uh, we have some really, really old school uh, uh, employees in the sense of uh, being very knowledgeable about the product, So, which is great. So it was almost a disservice if we didn't uh, actually uh, 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 honor that legacy. Uh, like, we're going to make this work and get them on board. Instead of them being afraid of this, they're yeah. actually going to use it. So uh, we start brainstorming some ideas, and I've, you know, I came with this idea because I've done affiliate marketing before uh, for a different uh, freelance work that I've done, and I've used like ShareASale, some of these sites that are out there. And I thought, okay, what if the associates are actually affiliates, where they would have like a coupon code or a link they could give it to the customer? That way, uh, 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 they will capture the commission. So. Uh, we came with this idea and I looked on the app store and we came across an app called Refersion. Refersion. Uh, so I, Refersion. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I installed the app and I'm like, all right, this is the, This is awesome. So, so I tested. So I asked the, the, the company owner if we could uh, launch this test and I worked with the, uh, the head of stores launch a test in one store and we chose Cupertino because whoever to be a beta tester (laughs) than Cupertino (laughs) we have a store in Cupertino okay wow okay all right is not too bad yeah so so we we, so uh, Cupertino and uh, San Mateo there's another store there too which is uh, Silicon Valley so like you know Silicon Valley might get this all right yeah true true (laughs) so so we uh I uh, installed the app I, I, I tested and I put together a program, a deck of how this was gonna work and I created a little program where I was gonna go in store and train them and that's what I did. So we went there, we explained what we were doing and how this was gonna make money for them. They were all like super like scared at first because I was playing, <laughs> they were like, what, is, what are you talking about? And, uh, and I said, no, you're gonna use the website to make additional sales. You know, so for instance, uh, uh, the store, and the way I explained it was that um, you're gonna have three ways to capture a commission. You're gonna have a coupon code that you can offer to your customers for a discount, uh, you can capture their email, which we already did for uh, newsletters, uh, or you're gonna send the customer your link as you exchange emails, you can send them a personalized link that's gonna capture the commission. So th- based on these three ways, you guys are gonna come with creative ways to input that in your sales pitch. Okay. For, for example your customers here might have second homes we don't ship there on the on, on via store but on the website we do. we do so so why don't you go into your list of customers and figure out which ones might have a second home and you can say hey would you like this ship to arizona or new york we can do that now and and and, and here here's the unbelievable part Within like the first month, we had ten thousand dollar orders, twelve thousand dollars wow. orders people people were furnishing their home in a different state Wow from these associates, so you went from something that they could not do before when customers walked into the store and said, "Do you ship in a different state?" The answer was no, well we don't and that was it <laughs> so now all these nos became yes, you know, and uh now they uh, also here's another thing that I explained to them um the store has four hours the online it's open 24 7 24 7 yeah so uh if you have a customer here shopping and they're not ready to make a purchase uh and, and the sale is ending you can say no worries you know feel free to go home here's my card here's the coupon feel free to shop from home and uh, granted whether the the what happened was too it's the biggest days for us are the last day of promotions? So very late, and the people are shopping like 11
0: oh. p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so they they don't miss our last minute, guys. Okay, right. So with regards to the the um refersion, yeah, if if, yeah. I, if, I, if I if I if I if I pronounce that right, um, how long did it take to implement? Um, and um, obviously there was a huge take on the pilots, you know, um, yeah. How long did it take to implement the the, the, the ref, you know the, the it,
1: it was very easy, very quick. Uh, the, the virtually, there was no modifications to existing setup. Okay. It was more of, uh, of me putting a training guide together and how I was going to train the stores. Because uh, I went on, after I put this training together, we tested for like three months. Uh, and then I went on to like a... Uh, 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 uh work trips you know training store by store by store i ended up training 200 employees how to use this wow. and they're all signed up and selling now wow. so um yeah
0: okay so would you say affiliate marketing is your biggest marketing channel at the moment uh
1: you know it it uh it's, it accounts for 15% of the business wow. uh, right now of the e-commerce business yeah uh, so, so so here's the interesting part, you know, uh, uh, fifteen to twenty percent depends on the month. Uh, uh, something that was actually uh, potentially going to cannibalize the business became uh, actually one of the profit center. Income, income. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, what about other marketing channels? What, what what are you guys doing on social? You know, are you doing like paid acquisition on social? What are you doing on search? Um, are you doing content marketing? Um, you know, what does your, 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 your marketing, um, you yeah. know, um, your, what, what does your, your, your marketing strategy look like
1: online? Um, we've, we're doing AdWords, uh, shopping campaigns. Uh, that is a big one for us. Uh, obviously. Uh, 1,500 um,
0: SKUs. So,
1: yeah, like yeah it's good. SKUs. Uh, what, what, the way I approached this was that once we turned the website on, uh, I started doing a lot of SEO work uh, and I started learning a lot about SEO. I had some experience, but not too deep into it. Uh, I started doing a lot of SEO research. Uh, uh, I signed up with a site called Moz, mo yeah. 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 so that's a big one. And uh, I started uh, improving the SEO throughout the site. And uh, what I started doing was that uh, I published all items into Google Shopping Campaign as a way of, uh, we don't know now what's gonna stick or not, what's gonna sell, once you, once, because you know, you don't know you what don't keywords know. are gonna do the best, so after things start actually clicking, uh, and I think I mentioned that prior uh, to you, it's like one of our top items on, on, on Scandist was a, or, was an orange desk chair. It was, it, it, it is, it's so strange, it is this desk, desk chair, office desk chair, and it's an ergonomic desk chair. It's awesome, the desk chair, don't get me wrong, it's awesome.
0: It it was pretty, it was, that's, you know, you you know, in our previous conversation, I was like, I was going through the website, and I was like, you know, I like your office chairs, by the way, and that's what, yeah, yeah, they they are beautiful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, thank you. And uh, so, but they don't sell in stores, nowhere near what we sell online. That item became a top skew, uh, out of the blue, and when I was visiting stores, I told associates, we sell this orange desk chair. it's a top seller, they don't understand it, they don't understand it. So that one desk chair, that and that's the beauty of e-commerce, you capture people that you couldn't before, you know, so this you know this desk chair, the wild desk chair, uh, was featured on the HBO show uh, Silicon Valley, yeah. uh, and uh, we had no idea up until we turn it on the Google Shopping ads and people start buying, and I start digging I'm like, how are they finding out about this chair and why are they buying it? So I look at the analytics, I started seeing, I found, I came across some Reddit posts. And people talking about the chair. I'm like, oh, that's why. So, uh, and 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 uh, since then, what I do is, I find these opportunities, and I start then breaking them into groups. For instance, I publish all items uh, on Google Shopping campaigns okay. uh, as 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 one ad. And the ones that are performing well, I start breaking them apart. So, let's say I start selling mirrors. Uh, so, because you have one budget and you might run out of the budget with things that you don't know or you're not selling, I start then taking these uh, groups like a mirrors out of that uh, pie and then putting them on individual ad because I know they're performing, and then I yeah. give it its own budget and I let yeah. it run. So that, that's what I start doing. Yeah. I start kind of breaking everything into individuals. up until a point they are self-sufficient. okay, you know?
0: nice, very, very nice. and And do you take some of these insights to like Facebook advertising and other channels? Yes.
1: Oh. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, that actually, the the, the SEO uh, and, and all these findings dictate everything, even how we do things and even the company, how they buy products. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, 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 for instance, we have a mirror. Speaking of mirror, we have a mirror that is a, a 36 round mirror. It's called Maya 36 round mirror. That's the name of it. And people start buying that out of the blue. You know, we don't sell that many stores, but they start buying that because on Google, people are looking for 36 round mirror or just round mirror. All right. And then, okay. You know, and then I, you know, things kind of start spiking and you're selling all of a sudden like 30 of these units like in a week. <laughs> and and then the I, approach, I, I, I approach the buying team and I say, I need... A different 36-round mirror. We need different price points for 36-round mirrors. Yeah, mirror it's a category, category a in itself. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. we're finding these little opportunities. Another one is uh, we have this bench. It's called the Raholt Bench, which is a, a woven, uh, a teak bench. And that's how people were coming across it. It became a hot item, too. And in stores, it's not whatsoever. So it's it's a teak bench, um, about $250, $300. and uh, And that's it you know, and we sell a lot of those. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Just because Teak it's bent. got searchability. It's yeah. that people were looking for those items. So, so, what, so what's, what's
0: your take on like the emergence of social on the one hand, yeah. um, in which, you know, Facebook, especially Facebook, they kind of, you know, know more about us than, you know, we know ourselves. They can almost predict our next move. Yeah. Um, and you know, Advertisers uh, using, you know, um, the intelligence, the AI intelligence and the social graph of Facebook to, you know, to to acquire new customers, you know, based on on audiences and, you know, preferences and taste. How, How do you see that playing side by side, like the demand based marketing, which is search
1: you know, uh, uh, social media. Uh, all the I I see all these channels as just different channels. You know, different people and different opportunity. And social media has become a big one for us, uh, especially Facebook. And uh, the way I started uh, uh, tackling Facebook was analyzing the data on uh, Google Analytics to see what was what was the age there of uh, the page views, the bounce rate. You start analyzing all that data and you put this together a little profile, who your customer is. And then you start publishing ads. And then what I did was I started targeting uh, mainly locations where we didn't have stores. Okay. And w- with that in mind. So you start targeting people that like similar brands, uh, people that have recently moved or in search for new homes. You can yeah, do that. You can do that, yes. You can yeah? do that, and then, yeah. so, so, and so I do a lot of testings like that so what I do is I start creating uh, uh, if I don't know who my customer is I have an idea but I don't know the details I don't know what's gonna do uh, 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 good or not I start creating multiple ads with different target targeting audiences in all the scenarios uh, uh, such as recently moved uh, income uh, people that are trending homemakers uh, and, and so on. You know people that like Scandinavian furniture. You start doing all these tests and you start reading the the data. So you let it go for a few days and you read the the, the results. How many people actually were clicking, engaging, putting, adding to cart? And even if you don't sell anything, that data is super valuable because you're seeing what's actually showing interest you know, what's sticking. It's just a matter of time that they're gonna buy something. If, if, if the data is good, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. So, and then there's also uh, uh, um, content and uh, photos. Photography, it's a big one. Yeah. If you don't have engaging lifestyle photos, I feel like uh, 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 channels like Instagram and uh, Pinterest uh, and Facebook too, if you don't have engaging photos, it's not gonna sell itself. So it, it, first you need a grabbing image, something that looks good, and something at a good price point, and then you start tweaking all these target audiences, and then you just let it do. So it has to be a combination of things, but you don't really find out uh, until you start reading the data and you start tweaking. And, and, And even after it starts working, there's tweaks, weekly tweaks.
0: Yeah, you have to. You make you, those adjustments are so important um, because other people are making adjustments. You know, other advertisers are tweaking their their bids. You know, in, in the auction, you know, other people are improving their their creative, and you know, people don't want to be served the same. They don't want to see the same creative, or they get bored. So yeah, it's a yeah. constant. You know, and and I often wonder, you know, um, you know, brands. I think going forward personally, I think if you're very serious about like paid social, mm-hmm. you should have one person in a company just doing the the the, the paid social you know across the board, yeah. whether it's Pinterest yeah. twitter That's,
1: Facebook absolutely that's one thing that you know uh, answering a previous question i don't think i touched point on this it's that you're talking about content and that's something that it's it's really overdue for us here we need to get on that we have just leverage existing content that we had we so we don't we because we were retail only we had a, a, a we didn't have a need to create a blog or or create content and now it's it's really really come uh uh, uh in, in need so we have somebody that we just hired recently that is supporting the marketing team yeah. and she's in charge uh, more of the social media so she's creating okay. some content for us okay. so but yeah and the next uh, uh on the to-do list for us it's our blog presence i mean, you guys have done uh, a
0: terrific job you know given that you just launched in february and um your, you yeah know, yeah i I've just heard really really good things you know and it's it's a step by step if you you know take a big bang approach you know you you start to it's it's better to to do small things properly over time yes. to get great results rather than trying to be great and then you yes. know disappointing yourself so
1: yeah yeah absolutely uh, it, it, it's it's very exciting to be able to do all these new things but also you can easily lose focus and start doing too many things so exactly it's good to kind of take a step back incremental see what's working Exactly. Wow. Uh, but uh, uh, to a point, uh, to the, just to kind of add on to the fact that we don't have a lot of content creation right now. Yeah. What well, we do too, we leverage a lot of uh, uh, user-created content, uh, you know, so to, for instance, reviews. Uh, so some of the, even the uh, newsletter message we, we, we send with customer reviews, existing customer yeah. reviews
0: speaking of reviews I know you you mentioned an app which you use which is Stamped.io because I noticed when I got to the um, Standis website um, Facebook page you were able to which I've never seen before import your reviews from product pages into Facebook guys that was amazing check out you know their site it's a it's a it's a, it's an app called um, Product Review Add-On by Stamped.io. Yep. Is that correct? Exactly.
1: Which... Yeah, that is. Uh, uh, and uh, I've worked with that app before, right. but not with the premium account. And I knew that was like the price was on point. Uh, uh, some of the things that some of these big players on uh, review apps are, they are very pricey. Uh, uh, I don't want to name names, but they can get very pricey. So. Some start uh, with why. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm not saying that they're not good. What I'm saying is that uh, once you're starting the business uh, from zero, you know, you don't have sales to say, okay, I can, I can afford $600 a month on just a, on on a, a review it's app. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's, you have you have zero reviews. How are you going to yeah. pay $600? You know, so yeah.
0: So, so there. I'm just on that page now. So they have a seven day trial and then the price points is seven dollars fifty to fifteen dollars anyone can do this anyone can buy this what do you how does this compare to the default um, um, reviews review app um, Shopify has the the,
1: the it, it's really kinda of Shopify app uh, 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 Shopify review app on steroids and that's why I, okay.
0: know I gotcha it. So gotcha it,
1: it, it, so that's why I think it's called add-on because it, it takes that uh, uh, just a simple step of sending a review and adds on a bunch of functionality such as uh, follow-up email after certain days to requ- require a review and if you want to set up uh, 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 it's a person uh, the customer uh, wants to add a photo to the review it lets the customer do that and then it takes on to if you want to uh, uh, thank the customer with the coupon you can uh, assign that to happen so right now on Scandis. If a customer, we don't advertise that, like, you know, write a review and you get a coupon for, for a percentage off. Uh, it, it's, it's like a surprise and delight. As soon as the customer sends a review, they get a thank you email with a coupon to use the next time okay so okay. we do okay. that through the app there is a, a feed uh, of, uh, of a customer photos uh, that you can do on pages uh, and uh, it, it, the, the app keeps getting better and better and, and is, is, a, a,
0: is there an email flow so um, post-purchase it chases up with customers and you know you can customize it so like yeah. in your case obviously you guys don't do next day delivery your 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 orders are bulky. You need to schedule, you know, um, some deliveries. It might take a week to, you know, maybe a few weeks. Um, are yeah. you able to? Does the app know when uh, when like um, an order has been delivered and then it starts to time the reviews? Is exactly. it Okay, so it has yeah, all that. It,
1: yeah, it's it's yeah. You can set up that to a point that is delivered and then to start counting, or you can count it from before. Okay. I usually give about uh, three weeks to be on the safe side because okay. some of our orders are cross country. So, I give it three weeks, and, but, you know, to be honest with you, I set everything on the schedule, but I always actually go there to kind of check, check yeah. because there's a there's a new function on uh, once everything's on queue to send out for, for a request for review. Yeah. Uh, it also adds, uh, the app has a little uh, um, suggestion, similar items, you know, you might okay. also like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So, you can customize those. So, I use that as an opportunity to kind of Upsell things, you know, okay. so I see what the customer orders, and I put things that might go together. Cool.
0: And do you, could you import, um, you know, your reviews from, from a previous app? Absolutely. To it automatically. Awesome. Okay. okay. Absolutely.
1: You can import uh, uh, existing reviews. Uh, they are, here's here's the best thing about this app, the customer support that they have it sometimes like they answer me in two minutes. Wow. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Seriously,
0: really uh, I serious. I the owner
1: of uh, the, the, the lead guy of the app is, his name is Tommy, uh, uh, and usually he's the one answering. And uh, uh, I actually start using this app uh, via the community. So if you are on Shopify, you uh, Shopify Plus. Really, you should join the Shopify Plus Facebook group because... Okay, so there's a Shopify
0: Plus Facebook group. Okay.
1: Absolutely, because all these merchants are there talking about the best apps out there all right, and they're okay. giving suggestions. They're a very nice community that you can just say, guys... Uh, I need to improve the search on my site. What are you guys using? Okay. So the, yeah, so it's. Uh, uh, I think I think
0: I'll, I'll, I'll try and join it because um, yeah, I, I like to get a lot more interviews. You know, um, from, from and I think you know, it'd be if I just throw a, a request, you know, I'm sure you know, lots of people will be like, hey, you know, I'm interested. Speaking of apps, um, let's talk about you know the automation apps available on Shopify Plus. There's Launchpad and then there's Flow. Um yes. you had very 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 interesting things to say about both apps. What what's your take on um Launchpad? How does it compare to Flow?
1: Um so uh Launchpad and Flow great apps, different apps, you know. They you know, it might sound like the same thing but it's it really is not. The uh, Launchpad is more for launching sales, uh, uh uh scheduling price changes to go up or down and uh, to even change your homepage look. Uh, so it really supports you uh, once you're having uh, sale campaigns. Okay. Uh, the the way we did this before, I'm, sorry, let me just finish the, the thought here. So and then uh, Flow, it's an automation tool where you can create workflows. Uh, 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 most of the times I use product-based uh, workflows. So think about if this, then that. So if you add a new product to your site, and this product has in the name nightstand, then add a tag nightstand. Okay. And then so that creates a whole automation of this item being populated to the specific the, location the, your site that you want. Yeah, yeah. so um, now to kind of give you an idea how the workflow was before these apps came on board, uh, uh, this is how we work. So we have 1,500 uh, items uh, uh, on in stores and on the site. Once we're gonna launch a campaign, we had to stay either stay awake late night to update price on, on, on Shopify item by item price changes and, and and launching a new homepage. You uploading the assets, uh, so you had to do that or early in the morning. you Had to get super early for promotions,
0: right? Yeah, for,
1: so yeah, cause, cause crazy, you have yeah. to line up to go up. So and uh, so that's how we did it. And then once these apps came on board, we now work in advance. We we schedule uh, the price changes. Uh, let's say it's 20% off uh, a bedroom. So you can easily just go in there, I want everything in the collection bedroom uh, to be 20% off from this day to this day, and I want this homepage to be published. You can just do that, you go home and you wake up and it's there. Nice, (laughs) nice. And it works. So um, the other thing, it's a, a, a flow. So um, uh, one good example to give you is that we have uh, a lot of tags and a lot of different scenarios why we use tags. One of the scenarios is the discontinue item. So we have uh, a lot of items that are discontinued. We're not gonna reorder those. We add a tag, uh, discontinue. So once it runs to zero, they should really be not on the site anymore because I don't want anybody to sign up for a back in stock or anything like that. That needs to be gone. The way we did that before was that we had to uh, uh, daily or, or or whenever we could do a search via tag, discontinue, see if it has zero inventory, unpublish it. Right. You know. And here's another thing. Uh, sometimes we might have uh, an item that's discontinued that a unit can show up either return or something like that. So then we had to do the same search if that had a tag discontinue. And it was unpublished. You had to republish. Right. So, what we have been able to do uh, now with uh, uh, with Flow is that we set up a whole workflow. If it has a tag, discontinue, inventory goes to zero, unpublish it.
0: Okay.
1: So we, we never had since we turned this on, we never had to do that. And then if and then here's another flow. If then has a tag, discontinue, a unit comes back, it becomes positive, it publishes back on. So oh, now you don't have that gap of time of uh, the item not being online and not selling. It it's, because, it's it's, it's you know,
0: like you know, a mini helper for uh, for yeah. like inventory and you know um, general store task. And and it, does it have alerts too? Does it tell you okay this is um, this this is less than five because you set an alert and then it tells you.
1: Absolutely. You okay. can set that. So you can set uh, uh, an email. Uh, so marketing department can't. Let's okay. say you have an item that uh, you're planning on uh, uh, investing marketing dollars. But if it starts running lean, you, you want to turn those marketing dollars off. You want to turn the ad off. Gotcha. Uh, what you do is, if if it goes below a certain threshold, send somebody, uh, the person appointed, an email.
0: Okay. So it looks like flow is more back office. Management yes. within Shopify and Launchpad is more forward-facing, which is more marketing promotions, pricing, what the consumers actually see, and then yes. you know Flow seems to be behind the scenes, like yes. stacking the shelves more or less.
1: Yeah, both Automation. of them. Of, yeah, both both of them take care of big issues, big yeah. like uh, repetitive tasks. Yeah, uh, and it saves uh, you what, a ton
0: of time and yeah, keeps oh, your yeah, teams so, lean.
1: Well, time and, and save money because yeah. uh, to kind of go back to the example, it's that if the item uh, for some reason we couldn't get to it, we didn't see it, and it's unpublished, it's not selling. So if it's not up on the site at all times that it needs to be, point? you're potentially losing money.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome. So we, we've talked about, so, so this is a really, really, you know, to really, really interesting features of, of Shopify Plus. Um, we, we, you, you, you made um, reversion. You know, you, you, you made um, some recommendations for apps, um, reversion, and then um, you also talked about um, the 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 You know, um, product reviews yeah. add-on. Do you have any other? Just one more killer app that um, you you just must recommend to to listeners. Um.
1: Well, uh, God, if I need to choose. (laughs) uh, Okay, so I think that uh, this app might be a kind of boring choice, but it's super important. It's uh, a MetaFields app. Okay. Uh, And and there's different apps that do MetaFields. yeah. Uh, Yeah, so Shopify, Shopify is excellent and we're super happy, but there are some things that you like. Why isn't this out of the box? And the metafields, it's one of those. Metafields are this little, you know, hidden uh, things that you can input uh, throughout your site.
0: Information behind information.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, and sure. and and it's super awesome. We use it so much for everything. Yeah. For instance, if you have a product page that you want to add extra information, shipping information. You do that, everything via Metafield. So you need a solid uh, Metafield app that you can actually expand your capabilities on the site. And and that becomes really powerful when you crack the whole Metafield, uh, 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 just the whole Metafield thing on Shopify.
0: Okay. Awesome. So the Metafield Metafield app. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, and these,
1: these are these are ten dollars. Can I can I suggest one more? Sure. 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 Go for it. Go
0: for it. Go for it. The so,
1: so Metafield app. Uh, we use a, this a Metafield app. It's just called Metafields. Uh, uh it's called Metafields. Okay. Uh, this is about ten dollars a month, something okay. like that. Super cheap. Uh, uh we have uh, a very unique, uh, shipping structure where it's not standard. So in in, in Shopify. It's it's it's. There's nothing out of the box uh, uh, for you to deal with complex shipping. Uh, Shopify only handles uh, simple shipping. If you use FedEx, uh, if you're just pipe it uh, in, right? Exactly. Spike. You know the USPS. Yeah, you can do that. But we actually don't use those very much. We use more LTL carriers and so on. And so we have big rules where. Uh, uh, we have uh, wide glove delivery, so a customer if orders uh, uh, m- multiple items and there's a big item there, everything becomes a, a flat price for okay. you know, one ninety nine. So you need an app that can support that, and we have this app called Bespoke Shipping, okay. and uh, you, it, it's it you know it's it's like PHP programming. So you just work with them and you tell them what you need and they program it for you. Are you, don't you have serious? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and. Uh, so I just kind of explained them our situation and what we need, and they programmed that into us. This app is $10 a month. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's, uh, a, of the apps, that's a steal. Yeah, some of the apps out there that do complex shipping are like $100, okay. uh, and this app is $10. So we just whenever there's changes, uh, we, uh, they have been able to do specific, like for instance, if an item has a tag, um, FedEx Medium. It it gives a certain calculation. If you know it has a tag free shipping, it gives a other calculation. So you can get creative. in you can tell them, approach in any scenario, they will make it work for you.
0: Fascinating, really, really good stuff. Um, I'm gonna check out this shipping. It looks interesting and it's it's cheap as chips, um, literally. Yep. <laughs> okay, um, before I let you go, because we we probably have spent an hour now. Um, what? Piece. What single piece of advice would you give our listeners looking to scale up? Um, especially two two, two kinds of you know listeners. One is the group of listeners who um, have stores, physical stores, and um, you know want to sort of, you know get a real omni-channel blend to make things work. And the others are. Okay sort of mid-tier retailers you know retailers doing one million perhaps and they really want to shoot up to that 10 million mark um what piece of advice would you give these sort of listeners
1: well um i think that uh the biggest uh piece of advice that has really helped us here i would say the automation tools focus on uh cutting off this uh, uh boring process or repetitive task with mm. automation tools such as, you know, Flow uh, and Launchpad. Uh, and there's other apps out there, too, that also do those. Apps. The, the entire
0: app, apps,
1: research apps,
0: right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. So yeah. so if, if you start cutting down the process of these repetitive tasks, you can actually free up your employees to focus on important things such as merchandising your site. Mm-hmm. Your site needs to look good. But if people are busy uh, with these tasks, uh, uh, which are background tasks, then uh the product suffers on the front end so um uh other thing is that um you know it's very exciting times where we can do many different things yeah. uh don't lose focus you know uh uh you know uh, uh do innovation you know uh, uh, come up with new ideas be involved with the beta testings uh uh, uh uh you know test new apps test new things but uh don't sacrifice um the focus in terms of, uh, the things that are working for you, expand those too. Because if you start, uh, the one thing that we do here a lot too, it's because, you know, people now have, you know, because we have flow, we have all these things, people come with ideas every day. But, uh, what I ask is to pull it, put a dollar sign on these ideas. How many uh, dollar symbols does they have, this idea have? You know, because if it doesn't have enough dollar symbols, we're going to focus on the things that have dollar symbols right now. Yeah. And this is going to, we use Trello. <laughs> I don't know if you used Trello in the past. I do, yeah. Yes. So, so, so we, we don't discard any of the ideas. We put all the ideas on Trello and we put them in the backlog and then we start moving them according to importance and all that. But, uh, so yeah, so, uh, innovate, uh, uh, use automation. Uh, but stay focused, you know, don't overwhelm people with too many things. Also,
0: awesome. before I let you go again, um, what are your three like must have indispensable tools for, for running, you know, um, your r- running the show there and running your team, um, running your marketing? Three. Just three. You just mentioned three. Trello. Is tre- does Trello make the cut?
1: Trello makes the cut, absolutely. Uh, it, you know, it it, can't, it doesn't have to be Trello, you know, some people use Slack. Uh, some people use smart sheets. Uh, any of these uh, 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 workgroup uh, tools where you have collaboration—that is key. Because uh, I, I'm going to be honest, uh, email is so so one-dimensional uh, some way of communication where things get lost. So you need a tool like Trello to uh, for you to not let things fall through the cracks. So if you want a team, and also here's another thing—you know, people keep giving you things to do. Uh, but if you say, just look at the Trello board, they will be like, oh, wow, <laughs> they have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah, uh, so, yeah, so it's a good way to manage both ends, you know, not uh, uh, missing things and working together, communicating, streamlining the communication, and working more efficiently. Any so, other two uh, tools? Yeah, two tools, uh, boy. Uh Gosh, uh, uh, Moz. Uh, I would use Moz. You know, uh, uh, there's SEO uh, Quake. I think it's called too. Yeah, uh, SEO Rush. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, SEO Rush. Yeah. So uh, SEO. You know, you gotta do SEO because SEO it's organic traffic. Okay. You, you don't want to be spending money to acquire people. You want to get people for free. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and SEO is the way to go. So do SEO uh 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 focus on optimizing your page. Do that in house too if you have the, the staff. Uh 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 do a, your research on SEO and uh optimize your site because that organic uh and, and simple things like for instance putting the keyword Scandinavian furniture on Scandis attracts thousands of people a month to Scandis. now that we're page one on Google. Page one on Google it's it's gold. It's gold. <laughs> so, no, there's no uh, so okay SEO mods... Um and then uh gosh, another tool to get people okay, oh gosh, that's a hard one. Anything you use this uh, morning? <laughs> uh, I, I would think I would say flow it's the top one for us. okay. It, nice. it has really cut down the process here. So uh I would put flow there on all the things that really has helped our business here. Awesome. Thank you so much
0: for coming to the show, sharing your growth success story, Julia. Thank you. And um wish you the very best. I just it just looks like sky's the limit for you guys. And Thank you yeah, so much. Awesome, awesome. Cheers.
1: Thank you, have a good one. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.
0: So